Hey, Neo. 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 Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a clip from Vanity Fair doing a lie detector test with Kiki Palmer. Would you say that True Jackson VP was a better VP than Dick Cheney? What the hell is... Ooh, y'all are really testing me on some stuff that I... I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't... I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. <laughs> Once more with feeling. Sorry to this man. Sorry to this man. She is the funniest. She's so funny. We She's talk so about her funny. too much almost. We, but we literally we don't mention talk her all the time. about her. We just mention her because I'm like obsessed with her. You love her. She was well. The thing is, she was really nice to you once, and so you're She's permanently like, right, endeared to her. More than nice, I'm a writer, and she was an amazing interview. Mm-hmm. She gave me so much, and we had a really interesting conversation. I thought she was really smart and really earnest, but like funny. And I just every time she does anything, I'm like endeared. Like, isn't she like in a thruple on TV with like Strahan and what's her face right now? Strahan, Sarah and Kiki. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. it's a professional thruple. I, I didn't mean like a sexual thruple, <laughs> but she's like literally like she's like on TV, like making their show good. She has a perfect talk show host voice. Yeah. And is she going to be the breakout of Hustlers? I haven't seen it. I'm seeing it tomorrow, but like oh, maybe. Too. And also Kiki's been around forever. The reason they asked that yeah. question is because they brought up Dick Cheney because she, one of the things that got her famous was she was on a Nickelodeon show called True Jackson VP where she played the vice president of <laughs> sure. a fashion line. She's like, right, it yeah. was one of those things where it's like, hey kid, you're smart. You could be the VP of my like children's fashion line. And she was like, yeah. okay. And that's yeah. the show. Anyway, yeah. it was a hit. Here are the other things. So this clip of her saying, I don't know who Dick Cheney is went viral last night. Um, the Vanity Fair video itself is very peculiar. It's long and the concept is like, strange it's like we gave her a lie detector test but they don't ask her like prodding questions because it's vanity fair so right, they're being they just nice ask her stupid questions right but fortunately there are three great nuggets out of it the one you just heard sorry to this man then there's this they talk about ghosts um and then they show a photo of Teresa caputo and then this happens and have you ever watched long island medium i've never watched this show with this with this lady no <laughs> I've never seen it before. She got some nails though, don't she? And then there's this. When they ask her about her dating life, they're like, have you ever ghosted somebody? And she's like, of course I've ghosted somebody. Some men are like nightmares and you have to ghost them. And then they're like, have you ever been ghosted? Have you ever been ghosted? Oh, I've been ghosted before. Yeah, I've been ghosted. I don't take to it very well. I don't take to it very well. Incredible. I I mean, I just think, and I'll we've said, I've said it before and I'll say it again. She's just like, she's just like a, a treasure. She is. She just, to me, she's like, a real triple threat, you know? She's also so child star, yeah. but not in a disarming way. Not in like a creepy way. Sort of like Natalie Portman's like creepy child star. She's been media trained since she was in the womb. Yeah, she's like Bella Thorne's age. Yeah. Like she's, they're in the same, they're the same like path, right? Like Ariana she, Grande too. Yeah, like Zendaya. Like they're all like in the same path. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to see like the journeys that they're all taking. But all of them have this like innate talent that is like very clear. And also it's talent that has been nurtured since they were children. So yeah. And it's not, yeah, it's not like inherent talent. It's like talent. That's like practice talent. Like, you know, the the, like talent talent that you've been working on your full life, you know, and, and what, and kind of that weird, like old, 
old soul wisdom that you get from like being on camera all yeah. the time that you get from like when you're 10 years old and your first right. mentors are Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bassett like right. you're going right. to be more poised than the average child right. star well because like your comfort level is just like so high like you're just yeah. so used to the, this I mean I just love I love her so much but speaking of Natalie Portman oh did you oh, see no. that the Natalie Portman astronaut movie doesn't have diapers in it she plays there are no diaper diapers lady. in it well, she plays diaper astronaut lady. There are no lady. diapers in it. What does she wear when she drives across the country? They don't. In the car? They apparently she does. They don't address it, and she doesn't. So how does do she it. go to the bathroom? I guess she goes to a rest stop or a McDonald's or a Starbucks. No, absolutely not. That's not true. That's it not would, the real story. It would be so funny if there's just like this gratuitous scene where she like pulls over at a McDonald's and then you just see her go into the hallway and then leave yeah. and get back into the car. Well, I'd be pissed because I'd be like, well, that means there's no diaper, and this whole time I'd I'm going to be waiting for diaper. But speaking of. Natalie Bortman. Wearing a diaper. Wearing a diaper. Here we go. Hi, Who Weekly. Medium time, first time. Um, I wanted to say that you guys brought up on the last show that Zoe Deschanel was the start of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing. Um, it actually was Kristen Dunn's character in Elizabeth Town that first spawned the Manic Pixie Dream Girl phrase. And I think before that, it was Natalie Portman in Garden State that kind of started that era. And technically, according to the Wikipedia page um, about Manic Pixie Dream Girl, Zoe Deschanel is a deconstruction of the the trope in 500 Days of Summer. So I'm sure somebody already told you that because your listeners are very pedantic pedantic in the best way. Um, But I just wanted to make sure you cover that. And then I also wanted to ask, Brittany Snow, who are them? I think she's a who because I loved her in crazy ex-girlfriend and hairspray and pitch perfect and John Tucker must die but my husband doesn't know who she is I don't know if it's because he's clueless or because she's a who thanks crunch crunch bye calling our listeners pedantic is really honestly as you know your listeners are pedantic Manic Pixie Dream Girl was coined literally. We know who coined the phrase his name is Nathan Rabin he wrote an essay about Elizabeth Town in AV Club and he was referring to Kirsten Dunst's character in Elizabethtown. It was coined by that, but I think it, it reached its like peak, like talked about was Natalie Portman in Garden State. But that was before. And I, but I don't think. But it Natalie Portman fair. was before. Oh really? Yeah. But she became the one that people mostly reference because no one talks about Elizabethtown. Well, like Natalie Portman was like, I'm sick too. Like me, me, me. I have to go to the doctor. Right. Like I'm right. frail. I'm right. a fragile little little being but it's funny because you're you're saying that zoe deschanel was like a parody of that that's not that that's a lot of that's very generous reading you know isn't it what is what is she listening to it was her whole it was her whole construction wait what do you mean oh the shins the shins you gotta hear this song no well that's life well that's that's that leap but but zoe deschanel does a similar thing in 500 days of summer that's in the trailer and it's like is it like elvis costello or something she's like i don't remember she like sings along to to uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt when he has headphones on and it's like you're you're commenting on Manic Pixie Dream Girl you're not necessarily like throwing it for a loop or deconstructing well, also, it also the idea was they just don't in end up together of summer it was you know the his conception his perception of her was he put her on a pedestal yeah and but then the relationship was I think ruined. we were more talking about Natalie um, Zoe Deschanel as a as a person as mm-hmm. a as a character her entire persona was manic pixie dream right. girl and she ended up representing this like very specific like um uh mod cloth wearing vintage you know vintage lamp buying uh you know record 
playing, record playing, uh, yeah. uh, glasses wearing, bangs having. Oh my, I'm still going. Vintage, like vintage dress wearing. Yeah, like literally, like whatever. She, that was like her thing. I think in 500 Days of Summer, you're right. It was the way that it was written is pretty good movie was like trying to deconstruct her yeah but, but at the end of the day was... at the end of the day like s- straight dudes were like i'm really into this zoe deschanel chick i like girls yeah. like this like bangs <laughs> and big blue eyes like sign me up wow she reminds me of natalie portman in garden state wish i could land a chick like that you know like <laughs> a chick that may not dying have been and J- loves the shins like sign me up and then there was all someone also called in and said that kate winslet was um a precursor to all of these people because of eternal sunshine mm-hmm. uh but I totally see that, and I think they belong in the same category. But I think Kate Kate Winslet's character is on a com- kind of a different wavelength than the uh, than these people. I agree. Kate Winslet is way too openly broken and like mean and hostile and like. There's like a messiness to her that I don't think that Manic Pixie Dream Girl like had as much of. Um, just quickly off off podcast. Uh, someone just sent me. An oral history of the 1994 adaptation of Little Women, and I'm screaming because the first line, it's Amy Pascal claiming that she was named after Amy from Little Women, which, like, is everything to me. Like, it says everything to me. <laughs> stop slamming. She's so good. You can so leave this good. in if you want. She's this is, so like, good. literally, my dad read it to me, my mother, when I, she was pregnant, and that's how I got my name, Amy Beth. Her name is literally Amy Beth? Her name is Amy Beth? She's a combination of Amy and Beth? Oh, my God. (laughs) A combination of being named after Amy and Beth from Little Women is literally, like, you're named after the youngest, like, most annoying Little Women and the one who dies. No, it's literally like, my name is is Samantha Charlotte Jones. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I was named after the two most iconic Sex and City women, Samantha Charlotte. I, oh, okay, we need to move on. I'm sorry. I'll read this later. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Medium time, first time. Um, just listening to the episode, and you guys were talking about celebs that were at Burning Man. Uh, and you left out one very important person, which is Adrian Grenier was there and wrote a truly insane caption. Uh, definitely worth checking out. That's it. Me and Grace. I'm so sorry that we forgot Adrian Grenier. I I'm I'm actually kind of annoyed that we that he wasn't even in any of these lists. Maybe his photo came out later than they made them. You know who was also there? Josh Jackson. He was. Was he there with, with his, his girlfriend? Fiance? Yeah, his fiance. Oh, that's cute. But like, so she posted a picture of them. I think the I think the thing is to not post any pictures. Post them late if you don't want to be in those stupid lists, which mm-hmm. you really don't. So like, if you post them late, then you won't. I'm be all in those for lists. posting late. Yeah, you love to post late. I love to not post until You're it's like, all 45 done. Forty-five years ago, here's me and my friends. Here's Adrian Grenier's caption: The photo. There's a carousel. Didn't click through it, but the first one is him with his bike because you know everyone at Burning Man rides around on bikes the entire time. Dust cloud in the background. He's very dirty. Caption. We built it just to burn it down. Indeed, I too have been enmeshed in my own total and absolute transformation. It's scary. I feel exposed and unsure. But I know I must go deeper into catabasis if I am to do what is necessary and good. 
Give my blood, hands, and soul to change, and learn to walk again as a new man. I am proud to have helped build the great hashtag temple that gave space to hold the pathos of so many, to provide a cocoon of change for the sorrow and loss of our community, and to release the stagnant weight in my heart, moving my own suffering into the kinetic release of heat and flames. Thank you for giving me the chance to know my true capacity for love, to learn what it is to cry again as a child, and to recognize my own brutal potential to create, and to destroy, and to choose to build when called upon. And to burn! if needed to, but to also do nothing if wisdom is calling me to simply bear witness. Hashtag Burning Man 2019 was hashtag metamorphosis, hashtag Burning Man. What? Mm, I, mm, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, I guess part of me is like, if you go to Burning Man and you don't feel the need to write a caption like this, you're not going to Burning Like, Man why correctly. did you spend all that money? Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is insane, but... If you are going to Burning Man and you don't feel this way, then like you're not doing it correctly. Something is up. Silicon Valley people are probably not having this experience. So good on Adrian, I guess. Yeah. For at least doing Burning Man the way Burning Man was intended to be done. Yeah, like with full hearted insanity. Like a real desire for personal growth and self-discovery and like a yeah. to have some connection with other people and to feel like you are stumbling into the depths of hell and then returning as a, you know, a stronger person with sure, a greater sure. perspective. And maybe you, you know, you ate ass. Maybe you, you ate DJ'd. ass. I was so trying to think of a tr- <laughs> next call. Next call. Hi, medium time, medium time. Uh, I just wanted to call because I had listened to you guys talking about how nothing had happened at Burning Man. I had actually, there had been one thing going around the internet a little bit. Uh, there's an electronic musician named Flume, sort of an EDM them, regular who, uh, who was videotaped eating a girl's ass on stage at Burning Man. And it caused a little bit of a, a poor online for like a day or two. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And women don't belong in balloons. Like, um, we talked about this and then cut it, but like then it, people kept calling like something did happen at Burning Man flu made ass. And I was like, oh, yeah, we got to bring this back. We got to bring this back. I was like, bony, varied ass. Flume is um, <laughs> a DJ. He's Australian. Great. He sort of looks like a more clean cut Charlie Puth, by which I mean he looks like Ansel Elgort mixed with Charlie Puth. That's we talked Flume. about him before because he was in the boys video. Charlie X. Oh, yeah. Boys video. He was like, DJ, oh, then this DJ guy Flume. Flume. Yeah. So he performed at Burning Man, and while he was up there, people were hold- there was a sign, right? Someone held up a sign that was like, Flume, eat ass. And he was like, okay. And so he ate someone's ass. Well, he like picked up his girlfriend's skirt and like stuck his face in her butt. In her butt. And it is his girlfriend. Um, and also her like pants or like her shorts are still on. Like, yeah. like she's not, yeah. it's not like naked yeah. ass. He was doing, he I mean, faux ate ass. He put his head into her butt. He put his head in her butt. It was pretty funny, honestly. Yeah, like, it was funny. It was absolutely you, funny. Yeah. And if you think that's like the most, you know, explicit thing that's happened at Burning Man, you're obviously not hanging out with Adrian Grenier because I feel like, you know, it's just, you know, fake eating ass on stage at Burning Man is like level one. And I got it wrong. The sign didn't say, hey, Flume, eat ass. It was just a sign that says, does Flume eat ass? Does Flume eat ass? Does And he Flume. confirmed that, yes, he eats ass. His girlfriend's name is Paige Elkington. Paige Eckington. Eckington. Elkington. Elkington. Oh, my God. She's like kind of a funny comedy Instagram model. Well, she's like a, she's like a comedian hot girl. 
Instagram she's like, model. I'm hot, but like, here's me doing a weird face. And like, here's me talking about Pokemon, you know? Right. Like, like she's like, I'm funny. And like, I'm also hot. But like, I'm what's a nerd. weird about her was that that was not the first time that she went viral was getting her ass eaten by her boyfriend on stage. She also, there's a photo of her that's been used oh, a lot yes. where she's, where she's being like choked but I, th- when i say this I, you have to look at the photo it's like it's like her and a friend who's also blonde and jeff goldblum and sh- he's choking her mm-hmm. and she's like looking at the camera like yeah i'm being choked by jeff goldblum but it's like it's it's just very weird very openly clearly a joke yeah but it's also great because it's like his hand that has his wedding ring on it mm-hmm. so it's like his wedding ring hand is like is like grasping her neck and she clearly like she clearly was like choke me as a as a gag but then this photo becomes like a me my my college my student debt loan like you know like Mm -hmm. uh uh dinner at at uh at spago you know like (laughs) like do you get my joke yes no i get it okay yeah like it becomes like a meme where it's like somebody (laughs) why spago but like you you get my joke hey hey do you get it Get it like me. I'm the one getting choked, and then my student let debt, my student loan debt is choking me. But then the girl, the other girl who's just smiling, is my is dinner at Spago. We got a lot of calls suggesting titles for the Lifetime movie about the college admission scandal because college admission scandal is too boring of a title. Let's just play them all in quick succession. Lifetime presents. Penelope Ann Miller in Admission of Guilt. Women don't belong in balloons. The name of the college admission scandal movie should clearly be Desperate Housewives, colon, Who Calls the Headmaster? Hey, just pitching a pulp title for the uh, college admission scandal movie. What about Money Can Buy You Class? Okay, well, good form, Bellathorn. Bye. The title of the Lifetime movie should obviously be Desperate Mothers, Full Jailhouse. Also, a lot of people called in and said Admission of Guilt, and which is perfect. And that's what it that's, should be. That's the answer. That's, that's the, the one. That's literally the one. We were like, I think we were circling it. We could have gotten there. Mm-hmm. Just give us but some time. I did like the Desperate, working in Desperate Housewives, working in When Calls the Heart. Mm-hmm. Those are for the true heads. But I would say Admissions of Guilt is like what a Lifetime movie should be called. Like that is that is the name. That is the name. Okie dokie. Let's get into some health. Let's get into some stuff. <laughs> Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. I was just on Twitter and I saw you guys tweet out that there are who's and there are them's and then there are nas. And I am so curious. I really want you to expand on this and tell me who's a who, who's are nas. Are there any thems that are Nas? Are there which who's are Nas? Um, yeah, no, this this completely this completely revolutionizes the Who universe or the Who Weekly universe. Anyway, good form, Bellathorn. I like this call because she has no idea what was being referenced. It's very pure. She's just like, oh, a new category. Like we were subtweeting, and and she and she was like, no, that's interesting. But we've we've like basically alluded to or talked about um the idea of na which is just like you know there's who's there's them's and there's just people that like don't even get on that spectrum yeah. which is like again not value judgment but like bobby and i were like we're not like we're just like we're, we're not, not. We're why no would one. you 
and and the problem is that we don't want to talk about Nas because then we're like punching down yeah. and and it, it becomes like too real and and this is why you know whenever you guys want to talk about the Bon Appetit people Bobby is a big fan of them so it makes sense we would talk about them I kind of still see them as as Nas just they're because even though their personalities they're not quite who's like they're 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 food editors that work uh, that make videos I I would like to think that we stick to this hundred percent of the time I know we don't but I feel like we like to focus exclusively on people who want attention it's not fun to talk about people who aren't having fun you know yeah um yeah and so right. I think that's another hallmark of a nah like I not to get dark but like we don't like talking about people who are going through like personal darkness that's any number of celebrities I feel like there's a lot of ways to interpret nah you know yeah like, I mean I don't think of Nah as people who are going through issues we just don't talk about them either because it's mm-hmm. dark and it's not that fun and it ends up being like depressing and not that funny and this is mostly a show about comedy you know like it's a funny show although Maybe don't it's you like, ever whatever. call us a comedy podcast never no we're a comedy co- we're a comedy podcast tell me that you're laughing but don't put me in the comedy section there's too much competition <laughs> over there okay our point is what do I live that- in Los Angeles we were <laughs> what do i do stand up at the ucb what am i an earwolf what podcast <laughs> okay you know? all right relax yeah no totally we wish just kidding i mean no we're fine we're good <laughs> who <laughs> kombucha girl over here okay <laughs> i love her so much she's great don't forget i'm hot okay moving on it was a subtweet it was a subtweet it was a subtweet it was the conversations we had before going to the microphones about this were wild. extensive. They were long. They were wild. We didn't know how to cover this. We didn't we'll know if we should We'll post them on our this. Patreon. <laughs> we put them... Post the text. Post oh, the I'll text. Post, I'll post the text. We talked about Caroline Calloway in January. We gave, we put her name on an episode, so it, for we can't fully back off, you know? like We we can sort of back off, but let's just say we've done this before. In lieu of explaining who Caroline Calloway is, you can literally Google Caroline Calloway Explainer and see the most popular story in the New York Times right now and get all of that taken care of in a really quick little story. We're talking about how suddenly she's being written about by everyone. She's being tweeted about by everyone. Like there were there were contingencies of people who like knew this cut story from like the other side of the story was going to be published. Like people are so invested in this person's story. We say cut story because one of her friends wrote an essay that involved her on the cut, which yes. arguably is is what is kind of the reason for this resurgence right. and more popular than kind of like her whole thing to begin with was yes. this quote unquote scandal, which implies that she you know this person was like helping ghost write this this girl's persona on instagram which i guess is the most interesting part it's like she this girl has a persona on instagram that people really like and also really hate and but it's not fully her which you would which is so obvious of course it's not fully her but her friend is saying we had a you know a messed up friendship and i was helping with this persona and that's Mm -hmm. literally this essay it is a perfect cut essay that is the other thing it is a perfect cut essay it's about a toxic friendship and it's about you know white women (laughs) women yeah white women on the internet and so you have you have the new york times writing the explainer which the new york times has been super into writing these like internet meme explainers recently i don't know like what's going on over there because they must do they must do amazing traffic that's why you do things like so they're they're seoing out the ass because everybody is searching who is caroline calloway they're saying caroline calloway is a i'm reading from the new york times is a 27 year old personality whose preferred medium of expression is the posting of photos and screenshots of text to Instagram. She's become a fixture in the digital daily tours of some young literary edgy people, particularly women. Then you have, sorry, 
Then you have the AV Club who says, Caroline Calloway, a woman who has built a dedicated following via highly stylized photos with lengthy essay-like captions on Instagram, has laid claim to a few titles, including artist and teacher, but many have been quick to call her a scammer. This is because she had those events that we talked about on the last time we talked about her that uh, went wrong, but also I kind of feel like in retrospect, we're not so bad after all because people showed up and met her and that's what they wanted and they got what they wanted, which was to meet her. Um, and then you have, I'll just read one more. This is Vox.com's explainer, since they're the only ones who actually are like the ones who say we write explainers. Explaining how Caroline Calloway became internet famous is a little tricky because she's not a classic celebrity. She's not even really a classic Instagram influencer, although Instagram is where her story begins, which actually I would say is the most accurate and meta and, and you know, macro explanation of her. And to this day, Instagram is where she does the bulk of her self-expression. Like, there are whole accounts that are dedicated to following and, like, collecting, compiling all of her Instagram stories and her Instagram captions uh, and, like, trying to get, trying to spread awareness of, like, her state of mind at any given moment. And, like, oh, what's she up to next? Oh, now she's an artist. Oh, now she's a writer. She's an artist. Oh, her book deal got canceled, but everything's fine. Like, her identity is so nebulous and all over the place. And all of that must right. be really hard on a person. I don't we, know. I guess the point is, is that this is somebody that people on the internet are talking about. And because of the way that they're talking about her, it's going to be short lived because there really is nowhere yes. to go. Her fans will continue to follow her and enjoy her stuff. And she will continue to put out the stuff they enjoy or hate. And like, it will stay in that like sphere because she really can only handle like what she can do on Instagram, which is fine because like you can live in your own little bubble and like that's your world. Mm -hmm. So all of this press is just, it's brief is what I'm saying. Like this essay is about her, but it's really not about her. It's just about like friendship. Really. It is. It's a lot like the, just like we said about the, the democratic debates where it's like the people who get Googled the most at the end are the people you don't know. You know, where it's like the reason everyone's reading this story about Caroline Calloway is because they see people tweeting about it. They see influential people tweeting about her and they're like, why don't I know who this person is? I have to read about this. Like it's inflating her actual influence and her level of fame because she's not famous. You know what I mean? Like there's the, yeah. it's this it's this weird relationship that we're used to at this point. But like she is a product of that. She's a product of people who have platforms, people who have influence are talking about this person and then their followers are like, wait, why is everyone in the know talking about this? I need to figure out who this is. But then you look her up and it's like, okay, there's really not that much to this. But the point is, is that it's what the essay that people are talking about itself, because outside of being about this person, it's a good essay. And so people want to know the story behind the essay, but they really don't want to know the story behind the essay. Right. Because you read read the New York Times or the Vox's like... Who is Caroline Calloway? And you're like, right, wait, and this? This is right. what this is about? It's actually small stakes we're yes. talking about here. So, yes. I mean, I just that's why it's going to pass because it's more about the reading of this ver- of this good essay and not about Caroline at all. So, no. that's all that we say. I hope you cut that down to be manageable and succinct, just like this person's story should be, uh, because it is like truly like she is a nah in a way. I think she's going through it. And I think she's, that's what happens when you blog on the internet at 27 years old. You go through it. You go through it. And it just so happens all eyes are on her right now. And like that right. does not make going through it any easier. Yeah. If, if anything, it makes it harder. So we should And it move definitely on. doesn't make it fun to talk about, which is why we're going to move on to a fun topic. 
the top of this ad copy says aura pronounced aura but what it should say is aura pronounced like rita because it is it's rita aura but this is just we're aura, quite A-U-R-A. familiar how to pronounce aura <laughs> let me yeah, tell please. you that and the other thing we're quite familiar with is giving good gifts because we've both been giving aura frames to various family members for as long as we've been doing this and let's just say <laughs> they never flop as long as we've been doing the ads it's true They've though never because aura frames are beautiful wi-fi connected digital frames allow you to share and display unlimited photos it's super easy to upload and share photos with the aura app and if you're giving aura as a gift you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories i love that i haven't done that but i would do that next time that's a really good idea i haven't done that either i like i'm more like sending people connecting to their frame and then just sending photos randomly so they get a little surprise of a fun little photo that's in their frame. Aura has a great deal for Father's Day right now. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. This deal ends June 18th, so don't wait. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. The Weekly. Long time. Third time. Um, people just posted a tweet and it says, Kelly Clarkson is officially a godmother, dot, 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 to New- Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the Encore. Just wanted you to know. Crunch, crunch. Kelly Clarkson show. Did you watch it? I did. No, I was too busy watching the talk. I had to see Sharon's new face. Well, that was just a literal five minute clip. Yeah, but I had to watch the whole episode to see other things. Did you watch the whole episode? Or are you just lying? No, I really, I truly did watch the whole episode. I told you it did took you? me like an hour to make that video. Because <laughs> I was like, maybe something else funny will happen. But then Nothing Kobe Bryant came happened. on and I was like, this is weird. Why do they have Kobe Bryant on the show? Kelly Clarkson show premiered. It is very uh, in the spirit of Ellen, which is funny because Ellen showed up. So I was like, oh, this is like literally like an Ellen knockoff. But mm-hmm. instead of dancing, Kelly sings, which, you know, whatever. And do I think that Kelly is genuinely much a nicer person than Ellen in real life? Yes, I do. Um, but it is very much like um, very daytime TV. It's very like she sings a song. She gives back. She, you know, she talks to the locals. 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 You know, she loves to talk to locals. I'm very honored to be in the presence of so many locals. Um, and now she is the godmother of a cruise ship. Why do boats have godmothers? Why would you be a godparent to a boat? The th- it's such an easier explanation than I expected. Whenever I found this out, I was like, oh, duh. It's just a result of christening. That's what you call the person who christens a ship. That's what some people call do, the person who christens wait, a ship. Cr- ships get christened? Chris get, you know, like whenever a, a ship is about to go on its maiden voyage, like someone, usually a woman, comes out and like breaks a bottle of champagne on the hull. Mm, you know, that's christening. No. You've never wait, seen this happen? I've seen it, but I don't know that it was called christening. It's called christening a ship. And you why usually, do we have to religiously like do something? Why do we ship? do anything? It's tradition. It's just like long standing like ship tradition. Do ships get like they get you circumcised? Know, yeah, first communion. So <laughs> they get first. They get first communion. They get circumcised, and then they have a glass of champagne. They do everything at once. Quinceanera, like what? Yeah, they have a is... quinceanera too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so a ship gets christened, and the person who does the christening is technically called the godmother. Well, not even but technically. But it's also a great ad. It's a great like spawn. So you have some ship there lines, some ship lines call them godmothers. Norwegian calls all their people godmothers. So to get publicity for the ship, they want a celebrity to break the champagne that on it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Right. So it's actually not all that interesting. And this is also when you smash a, a champagne bottle, the, the cork can't go out. Into the cork your eyeball. can't go out. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, usually, yeah, you, like yeah. you turn your head and you smash it, and then it's good to go. 
Woo! Mazel tov, boat. You are now a woman. Because boats are always women, it's true. Yeah, they are. They're all women. I was Googling other celebrity christening things, and I was expecting sort of like B, C, D list celebrities. And no, sometimes really famous people do it, including Kate Middleton. Whoa! Um, Kate Middleton is the godmother of the ship, the Royal Princess. Of course, she is the Royal Princess. Uh, Kim Cattrall is the godmother of the ship Norwegian Dawn. Where did I get this? I think the Telegraph. Yeah, Telegraph. Oh, God. Um, and when she broke the champagne on the Norwegian Dawn, she says, Norwegian Dawn will be the biggest ship in New York. And don't let anyone tell you that size doesn't matter. Oh, you know, like she oh. did a bit. Sophia Loren did this. And I loved Sophia Loren's quote because she was like, I'm only here because a friend told me to do this. She says, I'm, I'm a godmother to MC, MSC Cruises fleet because I'm a great friend of the Aponte family who owns MSC Cruises and they keep me involved. Um, okay. <laughs> Judy Dench is the godmother yeah. of the carnival legend. The carnival uh, legend. The tabloids called her Dame Judy Drench after she <laughs> after she got covered in champagne from the christening that's so good that's so good in her i don't know if there's video of this i would love to find it if there is though i have always taken my responsibility as godmother extremely seriously <laughs> and i hope that if at any time this great ship feels it needs any help it will feel free to call on me and i will go rush into that's it. so I, funny that's i love really the idea funny. of like the ship sinking like titanic and calling Ju- and like their first call is like judy Beep. dench like you please come help us we're sinking and judy's like i will be there in but minute. it's in morse code so you're like oh it's not actually that dramatic and judy okay. gets a judy gets a call on her like her cell phone that only has like four numbers programmed into it and one's like the, the boat she's like it's the boat if anyone can speak morse it's judy dench um <laughs> judy <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Hudson she, also She learned Morse code for this role Which is godmother of a cruise ship yes, Bobby she puts She's in the dedicated work. She puts in the work Pitbull is the godfather Which is very rare When there's a godfather mm. Everyone's like Ooh mm-hmm. gender flipping Whoa mm-hmm. 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 My favorite My favorite celebrity is a surprise I need you to I need your I earnest just, reaction So I'm gonna just, send I you keep... I'm gonna send you a I'm gonna send you a thing okay. Look at this A tweet A text Yes if I send it to you, it's going to reveal it. So just click. I'm going to turn this into a link. And then I want you to click it. Okay. From Pitbull to Malala. Malala? Malala, <laughs> Malala christened a cruise ship. At the recent christening of the Celebrity Edge in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Nobel Peace Prize laureate Malala released a custom-made 18-liter bottle. Don't let Malala slam a bottle of... Oh my but she did God. mineral water, not alcohol. Oh, okay, mineral and water also, imagine the ship's Malala. parabolic ultra bow. <laughs> Malala went to Fort Malala. Lauderdale to christen a ship with water. Malala is the perfect godmother for Celebrity Edge, said Lisa Lutoff Perlo, president and CEO of Celebrity Cruises, the inspirational <laughs> Oxford University student who is the co-founder of Malala Fun, advocating for... Oh, my God. She is... Oh, my God. Wait. Long live the domain of royalty and dames. Uh, cruise lines are thinking creatively and ca- changing up this maritime tradition of who will bestow a vessel with good luck, a custom which stems back to the Viking Age when blood was spilt, oh great, during a ship launch as an offering to appease the gods. Thankfully, that blood has now been replaced by a bottle of champa- champagne, or in Malala's case, sparkling water. Wait for this. No, I keep, this it's is still also going. Lisa Lutoff Perlo. 
when we were thinking about the ship and we were thinking about the fact that it's really transformative and heroic, we no. then decided that we needed to think about a godmother who is equally transformative and equally heroic. And when the team was thinking about who that could be, the first name that came to everyone's lips was Malala. What? Ma- <laughs> the ship is heroic and transformative? But can you imagine what? sitting around a table being like, we must get Malala. 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 We must get Malala. God, this ship better gave so much money to Malala's cause. Meanwhile, wait, scroll down. Meanwhile, the Royal Caribbean has just christened the new Symphony of the Seas with the first God family of the ship. Actors and keen cruisers, Carlos and Alexa Peña Vega, remember them? Mm -hmm. And their aptly named son, Ocean, did the honors. Remember the Peña Vegas? So now Kelly, Kelly Clarkson has joined the ranks. She's the godmother. Daytime talk show hosts and iconic uh, cruise ship godmothers. Next call. Hi, guys. So this Friday, the 13th, a music video drops for the Charlie's Angels movie. Wow, couldn't remember the name of it. But uh, the single is by Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana Del Rey. And I think you should rank those three people. And I think we all know Lana's at the bottom, even though... Not the bottom. She's a who. You know what? I'm talking too long. You know what to do. Right. So we have not heard this because it's Thursday now and the song is not out, but we could make... Oh, it's out tomorrow. It's out tomorrow. But we I can feel make like a if, lot of assumptions. If you hear the song tomorrow, listen to us predict what the song will be like. So I feel like the song will be fine to, fine uh, to bad. Fine to bad. Fine, fine to, bad. to bad. With um, Lana's part being transcendent and copy and pasted in, in mm-hmm. a good way. Ariana like, Grande's part will be indecipherable and Miley will surprisingly be the one who feels the most out of place. I right, think. like, right. But somehow it'll all work and it'll sound like bleep, bloop, bleep, bloop, bleep, like that. Mm. It'll be very plonky. I can understand. I can, I can see there being like a nice sort of harmony between Ariana and Lana. Like, I can see that they would compliment each other. Miley, yes. no offense to Miley, we love Miley. Uh, it, she feels weirdly like the odd man out here, I think. Well, maybe with the new um, Kristen Stewart-helmed uh, sapphic Charlie's Angels, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Miley mm-hmm. does fit in because Miley is also, you know, recently... She's recently dating a woman. Yes, I... I'm I'm looking forward to this because I think the original we all fondly remember, but no one ever really listens to, like because it's not really like a very listenable song. But yeah, Lindsay and I were talking about this a few days ago, and I was like, Question. I was like, the thing about the thing about Independent Women Part One is that like at, I vividly remember <laughs> that song coming out and being hyped, and me being watching the video and saying like, this is the song they've been hyping. This is fine. And like, even at the time, I was like, whatever. I mean, it was a hit, but like, whatever. If I hear that as a 33-year-old man, I'm like, yes, what? I remember being a teen. Question. Wait, what is this song called? But it's not very good. It's called, oh God, what is it called? Also, don't forget, you know, Independent Women Part 1 was by Destiny's Child, which was like a group that existed. It wasn't this super group. It was an actual, you know, already existing group. Putting I will, together oh, it's people. called Don't Call Me Angel. Okay, well, this song is more, I would say this song is closer to uh, Bang Bang in terms of the type of song it's going to be, which is like three women coming together and trying to figure it out. Like a a Moulin Rouge, you could say. Yes, yes. It's more Moulin Rouge than Independent Women Part 1. Lindsay, I just realized my favorite, my favorite. 
upcoming favorite thing about this song and my yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. thing about yeah. supergroup songs or one time only supergroup songs like yeah, Bang I love Bang, supergroup songs yeah is that if in fact they become remotely popular then each of those three artists has to perform them separately on tour oh, and I'm it's always so funny the way they have it's to perform Jesse J like Bang Bang is one of Jesse J's like bigger songs that she's been involved in slash has done yes So you know on tour she sings like her part and then like other people sing other Lana's parts. Lana's not going to play this song. I mean maybe yeah, she'll be contractually Lana's, obligated to play it. Lana already forgets what this song sounds like. Lala sang Break Up With Your Boyfriend on BBC Radio and yeah, like had to did. read the lyrics on an iPhone. She, she, she was like she, I love this song and pulled out Genius and was like hi. <laughs> love Ariana. To be fair, like, who knows the lyrics of those songs? Ariana, like, doesn't enunciate. Like, it's not like those lyrics are easily available to But again, we, sh- we have to rank from who to them, or they're all thems. Honestly, they're all thems, but... These are all thems. Who is These the most famous thems. person? Ariana? I would say Miley, because she's been famous longer. Her, I yeah, think that fair. she's been in the that's public fair. conscious longer. And I would say Ariana and Miley are equally famous now. So if if anyone has the edge, it's Miley. Yeah, um, I think in terms of fame, yeah, I would. I think I was thinking about it in terms. Miley of, comes from a famous family. Miley, I mean, uh, Ariana Grande is a more a more reliable hit maker uh, at this point mm. at this stage in her career than Miley. But I think Slide Away is like doing you... fine. No, no, I just think. The most currently popular right now is Ariana Grande. Yes, of course, 100%. Miley has been popular for a very long time, or she has been in the culture sphere. Broadly, I think more people know who Miley Cyrus is than Ariana Grande, especially when you go across age demographics. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah, so, yeah. too. That's fair. Because they're like, oh, the like the the girl who who did the, with the tongue and who did the, you know, yeah. who twerked. She, like, outraged, like, she outraged old people 10 years ago, and then they never so, forgot it. Yeah, they did. It's true. And, it, and Billy so Ray, true. nepotism always wins. So yeah, yeah, Miley, yeah. Ariana. Oh, she's Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter. With the caveat still... that Ariana is more popular now. Lana Del Rey is at the end, but I think Lana Del Rey is at them at this point. Has she been at them for some time. She is for sure a them. So I would say that's the them spectrum, but like no one is a who. So it's like kind of an irrelevant ranking. But the that's song, fine. the song that's is fine. a who. This is all we have so far. I told you it's going to be clang, 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 clang. It's going to be like that. It's like a clang, clang. Who produced this? Like Diplo? Like who? Like who? What extremely like the fact that the fact that Charlie XCX didn't write this is fucked up. Producer TBA. (laughs) Fuck. So we don't even know. We don't even know. Oh, so like I'm still looking listening. It'll be out. So like you should look that up because it's I bet it's going to be interesting to me who who the producer and who the writers of the song are. God damn it. It's a Republic record song. So that's Ariana's label, right? Mm-hmm. Ariana's Republic. Lana's mm-hmm. Interscope. Mm-hmm. Who is Miley? I don't know. And the director is a director who's worked mostly with Ariana Grande. So I feel like this is an Ariana Grande. She's the lead vocalist on this. It's Miley, the, a second lead an, vocalist. Ariana Grande invited people on this track. It is an Ariana Grande project. You can tell. And she pulled in people that she wanted to work with. Like She pulled in her friends. And you know her and Miley have that like very cute cover that they do don't mm-hmm. dream it's over like they're friends they're friends from way back child stars etc so is this and gonna be like just like a max martin song it probably is max martin it probably it's is probably max, max martin. martin yeah okay let's just make an assumption that it's max martin but look it up it's not out yet no I mean, they haven't released you. it the listener it's coming out tomorrow right yeah it's coming out tomorrow so so when you hear this tomorrow hello yeah. it's tomorrow look it up Probably a Max Martin song. <laughs> Next call. There's no way it's not a Max Martin song. I know. Like, 
I was watching because it was the anniversary of 9999, iconic MTV VMAs Day. Oh, iconic. And I was re-watching the opening when um, Britney Spears performed and then NSYNC performed. Oh, so and I, was like, I was so, I was like. Like, I remember this vividly. I've never been hornier than like that happening. Like, And it I'm was just, just like two Max Martin songs in a row. And oh. I was just like, this is just not English. <laughs> like, I cannot believe for like a solid, like four years of American culture, no pop song made any sense. <laughs> no, no pop song yeah. made any sense. But I feel like recently he's... He's, he's back. He's, but no, he's... But he's gotten better he, at English. He's gotten better at English, but I think he just lets other people write lyrics more yeah. so now, or he, he kind of comes in to like help your rhyme scheme, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, wait... Wow, remember how Hit Me Baby One More Time makes no sense? Cool. Um, Hit Me Baby One More Time is based Insane. on an assumption that that was a phrase and it's not. How do okay. we let that happen? Because he was he was good. Yeah. Song's good. Song's great. We stand. Whatever happened to, Indep- whatever happened to Independent Women Part 2? I mean, like, nothing happened to Independent Women Part 2. Don't you remember how that song starts? Hold on. Don't you remember this? <laughs> It's not even a joke. That's how Independent Women Part Two begins. I know. It's I like just, you thought Independent Women Part One was good. Wait till you hear this. <laughs> it's like a bloop bloop bloop. It sounds it's like very a circus. Much, it's very much like the Back to the Future part where the guy's like on the phone with his agent while Michael J. Fox is like playing like rock and roll, and he's like, "You've been wanting to hear a new sound. Take a listen to this." You know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this. Charlie the Chocolate Factory when they're like in the car going through like just going through like the chocolate world that's what it sounds like and there's like there's like steam coming out of the, the thing and there's like bubbles popping out and it's like everything's like working no yeah yeah like <laughs> Kelly is like I'm the second lead Oompa Loompa <laughs> fully like absolutely Beyonce's like we have we must go <laughs> like <laughs> like Michelle's like already ate too much chocolate like fell off Michelle's she definitely does. like eating the blueberry and the chocolate. They Michelle, leave her like, behind. Ate, They're like, no, Michelle it's ate fine. all of it. She's like tiny like the TV. She's big like the blueberry. She got the golden egg. She's Augustus <laughs> gloomed into the water. They roll Michelle away and Kelly and Beyonce act like they didn't know her. Yeah, they're-, <laughs> they're like, oh, didn't she come with you? And they're like, no. <laughs> really quickly, one more time. <laughs> How is that real? Like, how is that <laughs> real? How is that really the intro? <laughs> wow, I'm yawning. Wait, we should leave that in. I'm yawning. Oh my god, do you need some sleep? Did you sleep well last night, or did you sleep too well last night? I, that's the thing. Is like the yawn usually means you haven't slept well, but sometimes I think the yawn means like the sleep was too bang was too banging. <laughs> too banging. <laughs> On your Helix mattress? My bed is like my sanctuary, as you know. And it's really because of my sheets, for one, obviously my pillows for two, but mostly for my mattress. Mostly my mattress. Mm-hmm. Because my bed is like mattress? made exactly for me because I took the Helix sleep quiz and I was matched with a mattress because I, you know, I wanted something that felt the way that I wanted to feel. I think I like a medium. 
I sleep on my side. Yeah, I sleep on my side and my stomach. Same. But I have a, I have a, I have a mattress on the firmer side, which I love. I like but there's a, soft, a little bit of a softness to it. It's I like a softness, a soft, but I like it's also sinking firm. in. I like sinking into the mattress, you know? But that's fine. We all sleep differently, and that's why Helix has so many different mattresses to choose from. They're personalized. They're shipped straight to your door, free of charge. They offer a 100-night free trial, and they offer a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new mattress. But if you don't want to take our word for it, our many, many words for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for hooligans. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. We're done with the calls. We could play a little game of who them. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, we're two sister hooligans calling you on three-way call from two time zones. We're here with our Google Doc because we have a question. So is Tracy Ellis Ross a who or a them? Um, I, we have some arguments on each side. So in the category of her being a them, she's on a really popular sitcom on ABC. Um, we might call her black them. So maybe this is a question for Amina and Shawnee on who that. Uh, from her girlfriend days. She's a legacy them. She's definitely, we are um, mixed biracial girls, so she's definitely a mixed them. Um, even a blue, a black and Jewish, along with Drake. Other mixed thems, Rashida Jones, Barack Obama. She's a curly-haired them. Um, and she has those three names, the three-name initial thing. So, like, T-E-R-S-J-P. Um, AOC, JFK, SDR, LBJ, et cetera, et cetera. So them, maybe? Okay, but on the who category, her social media presence is, like, pretty hooey. Being a legacy them does not make you yourself a them. See her brother, Evan Ross. Married also, to who, Ashley Simpson. Right. Also, like, do the them parts add up to a them whole. She's like a lots of different sub them, but like, is she a full them? And the last thing is the inciting incident here is she just launched a hair care line that I bought and am trying. <laughs> is that hooey or themy? All right. Yeah. We can't wait to know. Thank we you. We can't wait to know. Thanks. Women, Women do, do belong, belong in balloons. <laughs> Women do belong in balloons. Tracy Ellis Ross, who are them? One, two, three. Them? them? I think so. I think, I so think too. she's recently like come. She's like hit that. I think she was always she was black them for a lot longer because of girlfriends. Yeah. But I think yeah. blackish made her more broadly of them because it was like just like straight up ABC. And it's like a success. And she's Diana Ross's daughter. She's also and I think around there's just like more. a lot there. She's around. She does all these ads. She's at every award show because she loves like wearing high fashion stuff. Yeah. I would say them. I, she I had really like a she so. had like a renaissance that made her a them. Yes, and also to answer the question, I think getting a hair care line is a very themy thing to do. Oh, a very themy thing to do. Absolutely, but I think we've we've gotten calls about Tracy Ellis Ross in the past, specifically because like of the girlfriends thing. Because girlfriends is one of those shows that was on forever. Yeah. But it was on BET, which has a niche audience. So it's like, yeah. you know, like a lot of people, if you don't watch BET, you didn't know girlfriends existed, and if you didn't know girlfriends existed, you probably didn't know about Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah. Next call. Yeah. Evan Ross still remains a who. Sorry. Evan Ross still Don't a who. Don't try it. Ashley Don't Simpson still Don't a who. Sorry. Us. No offense. Yeah. Ashley Simpson yeah. still a who. John Slattery. Who are them? We just saw him on the Long Island Railroad and he was dressed like a young person. 
I can't really talk because I'm wearing a face mask. Hyaluronic acid. John He's Slattery. Young person. John Slattery. Who were them? One, two, three. Who? Who? Character He's always actor. like Silver Fox. Who's he? Hot, like hot gray-haired man. Who's yeah, always looked he, older than he is? He was, uh, even when Mad Men was on, like only four people on Twitter were like John Slattery. John Slattery is one of those people who was like always like, wow, I can't believe like he's actually pretty young. He's just like hunky and gray, but now he's old. Yeah. So <laughs> now he's actually old. Wait, how old is he? He's 57. Although okay. I have always said you're not old until you're 60. So he's not old yet. I take it back. But he dresses like a young person. Yeah, he was saying a lot. Which is funny because when you think dressed like a young person, was he wearing like, like, like Supreme? Like what's dressed like a young person? Great question. Moving on. <laughs> Speaking of celebrities, I saw John Turturro. I saw a number of celebrities this week. John you Turturro, did? number one. Oh, where? In Park Slope. He had, I, he had uh, I love his him. earbuds in. I Not AirPods, him. earbuds. And I was like, is that John Turturro? And it was. Very him. handsome. Dressed very great. Um, I saw Alana Glazer walking down the street. and I Amazing. And I did the thing where I looked up and then I looked back down at my phone. And then I looked up again really quickly. And then she saw me do that. And then we passed. She's and heard of this podcast. Who else she did knows. I see? Oh. I wanted to talk about this at the top of the show, and then I didn't. So I saw Willie Nelson last night <sighs> in Queens Forest Hills. Not talking about Willie Nelson. Walking in, and I was like, and Bobby, I was do like, not talk about Willie Nelson on the podcast, And I please. saw this person also, you know, walking towards their seat. Who? And I was like, I swear to fucking God. Desi from Girls. Desi and do you know my whole girls. thing with him? The guy who played Desi, Marnie's uh Boyfriend oh, on yeah. Girls? Yeah. Uh, Eben, He's in a Eben, lot of movies. Eben yeah. Moss Backrack? Oh, not him. Sorry. I'm thinking of um, Marnie's ex on Girls. The guy who's in a lot of movies now. He's he's the one who quit. He's oh, Charlie. Boyfriend. Charlie, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, he's no, no, in like a lot of movies now. But this guy, um, Eben, yeah. Eben Moss yeah, Backrack? Oh, yeah. He's he's Lindsay. everywhere. Have I talked about this on the podcast? You've, said, you've seen him four times. I know. I see him all of the time to the point that it's like a joke that the universe is playing on me. I've seen him in... Every, I mean, I don't go to Staten Island, and I don't really have any reason to go to the Bronx. And the last time I was in the Bronx, I did not see him there. But I've seen him on every. I have seen him in Manhattan several times in many neighborhoods. I think you've told I've this seen story like in, early podcast. I've seen him in my neighborhood. Yeah. But when I lived yeah. in Bushwick, I saw him there. When I live, yeah. I live in Bedside now. See him here. Yeah. I yeah. saw him once in Red Hook. I saw him in Queens last night at the Forest Hill Stadium, and one time Lindsay and I saw him on fucking Cape Cod. Like, oh, that was so weird. And that's You're when right. I brought it up to you. And I was like, this is weird because I see him all the time. Did you talk about it on the podcast or just like talk to me? Maybe I didn't. We... Okay. But it's just weird. And I saw him again. What's and his then name? Eben... Eben Moss Backrack. Yeah. I see him constantly. And it's not a joke. I, all the time. I've, I've seen him. I, I would I would venture over 10 times. Yeah. It's very weird. We saw him swimming in a pond on Cape Cod with his full family. It was so weird. Yeah. Next call. <laughs> that's weird right him of all people like give me yeah. someone better give me someone i can yeah. use I meanwhile mean, i you... carry around my every time i know i'm going to be in the village i take my patricia clarkson bag on the off chance and you're and like that maybe she'll happen. see yeah right hi bobby and Lindsay. i am laying in bed trying to fall asleep and this literally jolted me awake it must be known alessia cara who or them crunch crunch no worse form of insomnia than Alessia Cara's them who Can you status just keeping you awake. Waking up from a sleeping like Alessia Cara. <laughs> you just bolt up. Let's, let's help you get your eight hours tonight. One, two, three. Who? Who? <laughs> Sleep well, sweetie. Next call. <laughs> oh Jesus. Sleep well, sweetie. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. 
Holly Hunter, who or them? Also, Succession High, The Sunbill, Crunch Crunch. Bye. One, two. Holly Hunter, one, two, three, them. 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 Legacy them. She's been around for so long. She will never lose status. She was the piano, baby. Her name is also good. Her name is good. I mean, she's just, yeah, it might be. She has so many iconic film roles. There's just too many to choose from. Okay, I know. You're a little biased, too. Okay, we got to move on. Um, our Blue Man group, uh, who or them, because they were acting real hooey at the Mets game last night. French French. This is like, they were acting real hooey where? At you the saw Mets Blue- game? They were acting hooey at the Mets game. I'm sorry. Anyone who's at the Mets game is acting hooey. Blue Man Group, one, two, three, them. Them. Yeah, Blue Man Group's them. Obviously, the Blue Man Group is them's. Maybe individually they're hooey. Like, I don't know who the fuck they are. They're all blue guys, but like, they're them's. Blue Man Group is the original masked um, masked singer in that you don't know who they are. And, and also, you like, that you know. don't care. Yeah. yeah Ma- who is that? You want to know. You want to know who's under the egg. I got to know who's yeah. under the egg, but I don't need to know who's under the blue. Under the blue face. Next call, last Also, one what about blue do. women? There can't be blue women? Get out of here. It's 2019. I hate yeah. that show. <laughs> the blue women group. Yeah, what the fuck? Why isn't there a blue women my, group? My women decades, can't do percussion? My okay. decades overdue con- comment on the inherent misogyny <laughs> of blue man group opening at the public like in spring 2021. Can you imagine me doing stand-up in 2019 and my main joke is there should be a blue women's group and then I go viral and then I blow up and then I get a Netflix special but I don't have any more jokes. It's just that one joke. And then it's an episode of Black Mirror or something. <laughs> uh, okay, last one. <laughs> Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Is Tony Collette a who or a them? I've never heard of her, and I've never seen anything that she's been in. But apparently she's like a big deal. Help? Crunch, crunch. Thanks. This guy's a liar. You've seen something Tony Collette's in because you've Tony seen Collette's the Sixth been Sense. Been in a lot of stuff. Though. You've seen the like, Sixth Sense. Everyone's seen the like, Sixth Sense. But it's not even like Tony Collette was a big deal back then. She's still like churning out the hits. She's churning, but I wouldn't. Nec- I wouldn't call Tony Collette a big deal. She's prestigious. She's an Oscar nominee. Australia's finest. Are you gonna say she's a who? Because like, if oh, so, yeah. you're canceled. One, two, three. Them. Damn. Tony okay. Collette. Them. Fine. Hereditary them. But I think The Sixth Sense, you've seen The Sixth Sense. Oh, she's amazing. Muriel's Wedding. She's Muriel. She's a them. We love Tony Collette. I love her. She's great. She just seems really nice. I get nice vibes from her. Just like nice person vibes. Is that was that a troll call? Was that someone trying to fuck with us? I don't know. It might be. We've been I've getting never, some of those this recently. This guy. I've never heard of her. I don't know. I, I just. I don't know who's some, this Tony Collette someone woman. Someone called with someone. I'm not going to say who. And I was like, this is a PR person for this person. Like. This is 100% PR. Hey, I've heard of this movie, The Aeronauts, premiering on Amazon Prime in December 2019. Hey, um... I just had a wild debate with my friends at the club. Is Felicity Jones a who or a them? Crunch, um, crunch, crunch. (laughs) (laughs) Reads from script. You hear, like, the paper shuffle. Um, good form, me and Grease, crunch, crunch. (laughs) Their caller ID shows up as like whatever PR, but women do belong in balloons PR or something. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> we've been recording for a long time. 
Thank you for listening to Who's There, Who Weekly. Call us at 619-WHO-THEM. If you want to be on a future episode of the show, we get so many calls. Um, and yours might be featured on the next week's episode. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes twice a month and a weekly newsletter. And uh, we'll see you on Friday. Oh, no, no, no. It's the weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday with another episode of Who Weekly. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye. of them. Shut up. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, so my best friend's roommate was raised in a cult until she was in, like, middle school. And now that she's out of her parents' house and is finally allowed to listen to secular music, her favorite musical artist, B.B. Rexa. And I just thought you guys should know. Good form, Bella Thorne. Me and Grease. Sorry to this man.